0: Hi, Babes! Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to jam with you today. We're going to be talking about looking for the evidence that supports you, especially when it comes to your love life. But before we get into that today, I just wanted to say a big whopping thing thank you to all of you who reached out who dm'd me who emailed me to share how the last episode really impacted you and moved you and inspired you and just humanized your experiences throughout 2020 and so much of you know the the challenge that we all collectively were experiencing. It was just such an honor to be held by all of you and to be received in the gracious ways that you, you did receive me in that episode. And it just inspires me to create more and to share more of my vulnerable heart with all of you. And I hope that it inspires you and gives you a model of what that looks like in terms of how you can bring it to the people that you love most because you know that's one of the wonderful things about a podcast is that we are hearing in real time how honesty vulnerability is being modeled which you know this is one of the reasons why I started my relationship academy because there wasn't a lot of love and relationship education out in the world that was really high quality and like actually made a difference in the quality of connection inside of the relational containers. And there is a ton of relational work out in the world, but it wasn't really easy to kind of pull together. And there's so many different working parts. If any of you have been in the relational education space for a while, you'll see, you'll see that there are, you know, attachment systems and boundaries and needs and communication and sexuality and all of these things. Like there's so many layers to it. And there just wasn't a, you know, a place where we could go to learn this stuff, because we certainly weren't learning it in school. And for a lot of us, we weren't learning it in our family system. And human beings often learn through modeling. So it's very hard to communicate vulnerability if you've never experienced someone communicating vulnerability. And so I'm thrilled to use this podcast as a place to model some of those experiences for you so that you have you know a a place to jump off from and start playing with and exploring with in your own life because that's the whole point (laughs) the whole point is you know to take these nuggets and to take these practices and to start applying them in your life and try them on and keep trying them on because you know we're human we fuck shit up sometimes and we get it wrong sometimes and you know the the point is we got to keep showing up and keep you know investing into giving it a go and just trying on these tools one at a time until we find one that really clicks until we find an avenue of speaking these words in our mouth that feels natural. Because when we first start trying on a new habit, it feels really unnatural because it's not familiar. Like our bodies and our brains are not used to This way of thinking or doing things. And so it will feel unnatural at first. So the more we listen to examples of this happening in action, I have a really great podcast episode. Actually, it was two episodes that I did with my friend, Sean Galanos, the love, yeah, the love drive. And I'll put the links to the two episodes that we did together in the show notes, if you want to go check them out, because we did Uh, two episodes on boundaries, where we went back and forth, and we modeled boundary conversations in real time. And, you know, he kept giving me objections that I would have to navigate in real time, like none of it was scripted, it was on the fly. And this is how we might navigate a boundary conversation with an intimate partner. So I will absolutely do more episodes on boundaries in the future, but for now, those two episodes are a really great place to start and to just soak up more of that modeling so that you can try some of those phrases on, try some of those models on and, you know, start playing with it in your life which I would be so delighted to hear any of your stories about how you take anything that you learn in this podcast and apply it in your life and see the results from that. Those types of stories and real-time feedback just give me the momentum to keep creating, and I love cheering people on like I want to see you win. I want to see you win in life. I want to see you win in love and when we share our wins, when we share our breakthroughs, when we share like those micro moments where we did something different and maybe no one else noticed but you noticed. Those are things that require our devotional celebration and our world could use a little bit more of the devotional celebration because there are a lot of things that are challenging right now and that are fucked up that need to be transformed and changed, and systems that really just are not working. And so there's a lot of density inside of that. And if we don't have these practices of celebrating our wins or celebrating our successes and being witnessed in that, you know, life can feel really 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 intense. And this isn't a way to bypass the intensity. This is a way to create a foundation Within our own system that allows us the durability, the strength, the capacity, the awareness, the compassion to be able to hold the complexity of the density and then do something constructive with it, because if we are all density all the time there's no spark of inspiration. And inspiration is where we see new ideas, we see new structures, we see new ways of doing things that are far more effective than maybe what we had done in the past. And this applies relationally on the micro level, it also applies on the macro level of the systems that we are governed by that we are a part of. And so when we start playing with you know, introducing some levity into the mix so that we have the capacity, we have the space for inspiration to drop in. And then we also have the energy to do something constructive with that inspirational route that we want to take. And so like a big part of how we kind of get there in relationships is obviously by celebrating our successes, but also really training ourselves to look for the evidence that supports the dream that's in our heart. So if we have a dream for partnership, let's say like this beautiful partnership where we are heard, we are valued, they are heard, they are valued, and we want to create this beautiful vision of a relational life together, beautiful, amazing, love this, And if in our day-to-day, we are looking for evidence as to why people are shitty, why they're the worst, why you can't count on them, why they hurt you, why they betray you, well, we're going to get more evidence in our evidence bag. And when you have a lot of that really negatively charged evidence, it is almost impossible (laughs) to vision out a possibility that is any different than the evidence that you're collecting. So part of calling in, you know, higher quality relationships of all kind, doesn't have to be romantic, but higher quality relationships require us to have some evidence to support the fact that that can even happen. And if we have had no personal lived experience of that type of relationship, Then we have to go on a hunt on a daily basis to look for evidence that supports the dream that we desire. So, when you see a couple in love, what is your first thought about that? Is it "Mm, love? Look at them loving each other up. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yay, yay them, yay them. Or do we filter it through the lens of like, ugh, like, I can't believe they're like throwing that in our face, like must be nice. Um, uh, You know, there's not a lot of good people left and like they're all trash and like that's the exception over there and like I'm not even happy that that's the exception over there. Like I'm judging their love. And so depending which side of the coin you kind of fall on, it might not be as extreme as that every time, but you'll know where you land You know where you land when you see someone who has something that you desire, you know, and we're going to talk about romantic relationships today because, you know, this is a podcast about love, sex, and intimacy, but this can be utilized in other areas of our life as well. So, you know, when someone gets a raise, your best friend gets a raise, are you jealous? Are you envious? Are you thinking like, you know, what that means about the money that you don't have or are we genuinely happy for their success and their win and like see it through the lens of wow they must have really been crushing it and I'm so glad that they're being recognized for the contribution that they are and being compensated effectively for that that really makes me happy and when we're able to start framing the things that we're experiencing through empowering lenses, that just puts us on the track to not only acquire more evidence, but then part of our frequency, part of our energetic makeup is now influenced by those codes. It's influenced by that energy, which does influence the behavior that you embody. So the choices that you make, the things that you say and how you say them. And when our actions are aligned with the desire that we have, we often start to see more evidence of like, ooh, yeah, that is possible for me. Ooh, yeah, there are really great humans out there. And one of the things that I often hear, because I generally work with women who are into men, is, you know, well, where are all the good dudes? Like, there's no good men left. And... (laughs) Like that, I'm like, okay, there's no good men left, but you want one, but there's none, but you want one, but there's none. And we, we can't get very far with a paradigm like that. We can't get very far with, you know, anchoring into that idea that there are no good men or no good women or no good people. And then magically expect one to be delivered to our front door without having to do anything to call that person in, I like to think of it like, is the love that you're craving is the love that you're desiring really welcome in the container of your in the container of your life. So when we look at the qualities that we're looking for in a partner, and the type of person that that would be would that energy of who that person is fit with the way that you currently construct your life or would it be an energetic mismatch? If it would be an energetic mismatch, all that tells us is not that you are bad or wrong or should be shamed, none of that. All it means is we need to go on a little evidence collecting expedition, where we start collecting evidence of the things that you desire. And yes, that means, okay, the other, that person over there, they've got what I want, or at least my assumption is they have what I want and I'm going to send them blessings. I'm going to see that couple over there totally in love and smitten with each other. And instead of like filtering it through a negative lens of like, uh, that must be like totally made up. They they're totally just in fantasy or like, that's not real. They're in the honeymoon phase, whatever it is that we want to say to discount their joy in that moment, maybe we halt ourselves and we're like, Whoa, I almost did that thing where I judged them. And how about I use this as my evidence collection? I'm like, Ooh, there it is. There it is. The type of connection that I deeply long for. I love seeing that exist for people. It shows me that it's possible. I, and then we can take even more detailed notes Maybe there's a way that one of them is looking at the other one that you really like. Like, ooh, I dig that. I dig the way that, you know, when, you know, the guy's talking, she's like really tuned in. And when she's talking, he's really tuned in. I love that there's so much presence there between the two of them. Or maybe they're being really playful and affectionate. Like, ooh, I love that. Like, One of them's cracking jokes and the other one is losing it because they think their partner is so damn funny. Like that is amazing. I love that for them. And that is something that I absolutely would love to see more of in my life. So I'm going to collect that evidence. I'm going to tell myself, yes, that's possible. Yes, love that for them and love that for me. And so by blessing someone, you're not saying to yourself, to your psyche, to the universe like, "Oh, I I'm not worthy of that." We're saying I'm blessing them and I'm also blessing me in the process because you can't actually bless someone without blessing yourself in the process as well. So anytime that you extend a blessing out, you're anchoring that energy into your body. And here's the kicker, friends, if we're also sending out a curse, which is essentially the opposite of a blessing, like, oh, I can't believe that they have that, or like, oh, I'm so jealous, like whatever the, the shadowy undertones of that are, we're also sending that down into ourselves. We're sending that into the body. We're marinating in that. We're baking in that. And if we look at things in terms of, you know, energetics, You know, when someone is really closed off, when they are really cold, when they're really negative or, you know, the world is out to get me and like, I never get what I want. And like, everything is against me, but yet they want a partner who is really open and really present and really grateful and abundant. All of these things, those two energy frequencies are not compatible and so if we notice that we're down in the dumps which is normal like we all go through phases of times in our lives where we're kind of caught in the undertow of our shadow where we're caught in you know these systems of oppression that keep us down or we're caught just in like the the tough shit of our life and yeah it's it's okay that we are there but we also need to recognize that You know, if I am not willing to meet the reality of my life right now, if I'm not willing to say like, this is where I'm actually at, I can't create anything else on top of that. And people try to do that all the time. They try to create on top of essentially the big elephant in the room of their life. So when it comes to relationships, the elephant in the room is like, I don't actually believe that that's possible for me. Therefore, I am going to make other people who have the thing that I want wrong for having the thing that I want. And when we do that, we're just anchoring in that disbelief even more. We're closing, we're guarding, we're putting these walls up. And the type of love that we're often looking for is love that requires us to be open, to be present, to be dwelling in possibility and not in the sense that we're bypassing reality, but in a way that we actually meet reality and alchemize reality. So we take the shit that we have experienced and we learn to work with it in a way that actually sets us free from more of our programming sets us free more from our conditioning and it allows us space to consciously choose the type of person that we want to be in the world which is really powerful that is sovereignty in action when we have you know done a little bit of that dancing in the underbelly of our humanity of like ooh These are my shadowy threads. (laughs) These are the parts of me that, yikes! I don't want people to know that I just thought that thought. And when we are willing to look at it and look at it through the lens of love and objectivity, and you know, I'm just I'm collecting data, getting some evidence here. I'm going to be a good little data collector on my life. Like, where am I actually at? What are the quality of my thoughts? What are some of the beliefs that I'm feeding myself over and over and over? And how does that influence the actions that I take? Or how does that influence the way that I interact with people? When someone new comes into my field, do I automatically put this wall up and like have them need to prove themselves to me? Because if I'm like really requiring people to prove themselves to me, it's because I'm walled off. It's not because I'm open and I trust my discernment. It's because I don't trust my discernment. I don't trust myself. And when I don't trust myself, I'm certainly not going to trust anybody else. And so there's so many important threads that we must look at. But the overarching piece that we can start this process with is just let's look. Let's look at the quality of our thoughts. Let's look at the overarching belief systems that we you know, subscribe to on a daily basis? And do those beliefs really support us? Do they really enhance our life? And are they taking us down the path that is going to inevitably lead to our dreams coming true? And if the answer is no, then we have a little bit of cleanup to do. We have some inner healing to do. We might have some trauma healing to do, and that is all totally okay. It's so human, and it doesn't make you any less worthy of the desire in your heart. It just gives you the pathway. It gives you the roadmap to the thing that you desire when we know what's in the way when we know the ways in which we're blocking our blessings, when we know how we are kind of plugging up our energetic system so we're not actually letting love flow through, when we can see what gets in the way of dropping into our heart and sharing from a place of vulnerability, well, then we have someone to work with. Then we know. Okay, well, I might need to go in this direction, or I might need to, you know, hire a somatic therapist, or maybe I need to go and do some body work over here, or maybe I just need to go and play. Maybe I need to get a dog and have a little bit more puppy joy around me all the time. Like, who knows? There's so many pathways, so many pathways. And once we have the reality of the situation in our field, then we actually have the conscious ability to choose what direction we want to go. And that, you know, part of really cultivating a life that feels good to be in has a lot to do with the thoughts that we think about reality. Because if the thoughts that we think about reality are one of doom and gloom and everyone and everything is shit, well, there's no way to feel good in your body and in your life, if that's the overarching paradigm. Now, that can be there sometimes because, hello, humanity, Um, but if that is not the overarching energy of your life, that's just what visits sometimes because sometimes life is shit. Sometimes things are really hard. That's one thing. And if the overarching lens that we're looking through life through is one that is supportive, that you know, encourages connection that looks for the best in people that gives people the benefit of the doubt, you know, before we launch into an attack on them, you know, we're going to see a lot of different results in terms of how we relate, because we're not going to go into relationships with all of this armor and then expect the other person to be not armored at all and somehow know how to dissolve all of our armor without us ever having to give them any information. Like that is the place that we can operate from when we're really emerged with our wounds. And when we're in a trauma spiral and like, I get it, it makes sense. And so there are steps to work with those parts and work with our trauma so that we can come back to a place of, okay, I'm ready to choose to look for evidence that serves me, that elevates me, that invites in the type of love or the life that I want to create for myself. And this just takes time. Like this is a muscle that needs to be built. And one of my favorite tools to begin this process, um, I started using this probably about 11 or 12 years ago. And it's so simple. So before you go to sleep, and you're laying in your bed, you're about to doze off into slumber. Just take a few minutes to run through your day and all the things that either pleased and delighted you or that you were grateful for. So just start with a baseline of gratitude there. And then before you fall asleep, we want to use a visualization about how you want to feel when you wake up. And then we can kind of escalate this process, you know, when you get comfortable with just like visioning how you want to wake up and we can start to vision your morning. And then maybe we start visioning half a day and then we start visioning the full day. But the first place that we want to begin is how do you want to feel when you wake up? So you're laying in bed about to go to sleep and you're like in the morning when I wake up, I'm going to wake up feeling rested, rejuvenated, excited, thankful, like really comfortable. I'm going to wake up just feeling good in my system. Thank you. And good night. And literally go to sleep. And what happens, like what, whatever it is that you expose yourself to right before you go to sleep, your mind, your subconscious is going to chew on it for however long you're sleeping. So you may as well use the time that you're sleeping to reprogram some of those beliefs, some of those behaviors Um, some of those things that just aren't serving you. So if you notice that you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you wake up crunchy a lot of the time, this is a good tool to start playing with. Because eventually, when we've practiced it enough times, we start to see like, whoa, I literally set a directive for my mind to chew on while I was sleeping, and then I woke up feeling that way. And when we have that evidence just once, all we need is just one time for that to happen. It starts to anchor a new seed of possibility. Like, oh, if I could do that about the way that I feel when I wake up, I wonder if I could vision for how I want to feel during my morning routine, like from the time I get up into like when I either leave for work or I start work or I start my day. And so we can start to vision out, like, how do we want that to go? Like, how do we want it to feel? Like, are we laughing? Are we present? Are we moving slow and intentionally? Like, how do you want your morning to go? And then once you have the evidence of like, oh, wow, that just happened. Oh, my gosh, this is so great. Then we can move to like, well, now what do you want your day to look like up until midday? And then when you get the evidence of that happening, then we move to the full day. And then all of a sudden you have a system in place that is setting you up in your subconscious to cultivate more of what it is that you desire. So we have to start small. And this is one of the issues that I see in terms of manifestation, you know, wanting to change your life is like, we want to overhaul everything yesterday. And the system cannot compute that. Like we can transform at accelerated paces. Do not get me wrong. Like miracles happen all the time. Codes get upgraded. Bodies get upgraded. Paradigms get upgraded all the time. And it can happen so fast. But when we're first starting out and we're first starting to dance with these new paradigms, these new ways of being, these new ways of thinking, we don't want to overwhelm the system. To the point where it just like goes into freeze or totally shuts down. And so when we start with these little bitty visualizations, intentions as we're going to sleep, and then we notice, like, okay, did that happen for me? No, okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Or did that happen to me? Oh, wow, it did. First time look at me. <laughs> Amazing. Then you have more evidence. You have something you can celebrate about yourself. And if it didn't totally happen exactly the way that you envisioned it out, okay, but good on me for doing it. And even just having that awareness, all of a sudden you have something to celebrate, which is really freaking magical. And over here, we're all about cultivating more magic. We're here to design a life that feels good to be in, a life that is rooted in pleasure, rooted in reality, so that we're able to dance with the ebb and flow that is the human experience. And so when we have a tool that sets us up to start our day literally looking for evidence of our intention that we set the night before, there's a high likelihood that you're going to find that evidence pretty damn fast. And then when we go out into our relational lives, well, what is it that we desire relationally? And whether that's, you know, romantic relationships or friendships or family, we can start using this same intentional practice of what is it that I'd I'd like to see happen. And maybe before you pick up the phone to call your, your brother, you set an intention of like how you want that conversation to go and how you want to feel in that conversation. Intentions around how we want to feel are so potent, so, so potent. And I will be talking a lot more about that in the upcoming pleasure mapping course, the four week program. That's all about visioning, using these visioning tools to map out pleasure in all of the areas of our life to see where we are blocked in our pleasure in each area of life to see where we have a little bit more room to flow in each area of life when it comes to our pleasure and cultivating what feels good in each of those arenas and then giving you even deeper technologies to use to manifest in those areas so If that is your jam, if that is how you're wanting to start 2020, like by visioning out your success, visioning out your love, visioning out your pleasure and having literally a road map through all of that, then head on down to the link in the show notes and the link to check out the program to register is there. And the first module drops on January 16th. And then we have our first call the following Wednesday, but you can join at any time. Um, it's just, if you want to get in on the live calls, then it's probably best to be there before the 20th of January and to get your first module on the 16th. So if that is something that you want to play with, that you want to dance with, that you're really ready to design a life on purpose, to design a life in pleasure, to design a life that is rooted in your heart's desires, then it's probably a really good place to come hang out for four weeks. And You know, and if that is not in your field right now, if that's, you know, not available to you, that's totally fine too. use this practice. Use this practice of before you go to sleep, set the intention of how you want to feel when you wake up. And then as you go throughout your day, when you notice evidence of the people around you having the thing that you want in terms of love and partnership, collect that as evidence like, Ooh, I like that yeah, that's possible. And if it's possible for them, it's possible for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all it takes. Ooh, if I see it in them, that means it's possible for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You move on. You keep rolling with your day. And eventually over time, that starts to recondition the lens in which you are seeing life through. And it inevitably allows more pleasure in your system. It allows you to open up, and drop into your heart. It also, you know, makes you a blessing machine. <laughs> it means you're going to be out blessing all these people. They don't even know. It's one of my favorite things to do is to send out silent blessings to people as I'm walking past them on the street or if I just, you know, see them out and about in their day, I'm like I just intend something really beautiful for them and just let it be. Like I don't know that person. I don't know if that'll ever come to fruition, but it's a really beautiful thought. And it really expands and supports the vision of the life that I want to lead is by thinking that, you know, me being in my pleasure, me being in my heart's radiance, me having the life that is by design for me doesn't take away from other people's joy, other people's pleasure, other people's opportunity. In fact, it enhances it. And this is one of my core beliefs. So the more that I am able to bless strangers and be like, yeah, that's probably going to happen for them. (laughs) You know, like that's the energy of a blessing. That's the energy of an intention. And at the very least, like their free will has now the choice to kind of welcome that energy in or not. And if they don't want it, that's cool, too. And. We have to really take a look at like, well, how am I going through my day? And is the way that I go through my day, would my ideal partner be inspired by that? Because I can look at my ideal partner and be like, yeah, I'm inspired by the way that they show up in the world. And so we want to, you know, turn the mirror and be like, would they be inspired by the way that I direct my life, the way that I frame my life, the way that I dance and interact with my life, the way that I show up for myself, the way that I show up for other people, would that be inspiring to them? Because if it wouldn't, then we just have a little bit of cleanup, a little bit of upgrading to do, which is, hello, welcome to being human 101. (laughs) We all have phases of time or periods of our life where we go through these cosmic upgrades where we go through looking at like, oh, yeah, those patterns are not serving me anymore. That way of looking at the world is not working for me. I'm going to trade in my judgment for appreciation and see how that feels in my body. Because as we start to feel better in our body and we start to feel what it's like to have love take up more residence in ourselves, It's really hard to go back to a life where we're feeling really jaded. (laughs) And so this is the invitation to create 2020 to be like this ultimate vortex for so many people to be resonating in deeper love and deeper magic and deeper pleasure so that that becomes the inspiration for more people to claim back their joy, to claim back their power, to claim back their purpose. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. And this is why I wanted to offer this four week container because I don't usually do small like programs in terms of like four weeks long. Like I don't usually do that. And I wanted it to be a space where you get all these tools, but you also get access to coaching and support with me and at a price point that is really reasonable to start the year off. (laughs) Because hello, holidays, like hopefully we didn't bust our budgets on the holidays. But if we did, like I wanted to ensure that this was at a price point that was reasonable and totally digestible. So for I think it's until the 15th of January, the price is $197 and then it's up to $297 after that. So there's a lot of workability. It's about 50 bucks a week to be in the program. You get a curriculum, you get live coaching with me, and you also get a roadmap to your bliss, a roadmap to your pleasure in every single area of your life. So you can start living your life by design and you have more, even more tools to cultivate a environment that makes the love that you're desiring welcome. In your life, welcome in your body, welcome in your mind, welcome in your heart. And I just want that for everybody. (laughs) I want you to have the life that lights you up. I want you to feel good in every area of your life. You feel turned on in every area of your life. You're like, yeah. Yeah, like, how does it get any better than this? Like, I don't know, let's find out. And that becomes, you know, part of the new paradigm. And if we really want to see big, epic change in the world, part of that has to do with the ways in which we're resonating in love, the ways in which we're resonating in joy, the ways in which we're resonating in our purpose. So every time that we hook in to lack, limitation, scarcity, fear, and we get pulled into those undertones. Um, we just temporarily take a step outside of our purpose, and we, you know, we just lose sight sometimes of our innate power, because you have a lot more power and influence than you think. And once you turn on your turn on, once you turn on your pleasure, once you really start living in accordance to the values that you value and the ways of being that are life enhancing for you and anyone else who crosses your path, all of a sudden, the potency of your power is amplified. The potency of your voice is amplified. The ability for people to not only hear you, but to digest what you're saying and to really take it on and implement change enhances. So this is such a beautiful structure to use overall. And while you're just using it for yourself right now, it inevitably supports some of the big transformation and big changes that we want to see in the world as well. And I just I'm so pumped to be able to offer this you know, course to all of you real soon, but also just like, I want to hear, I want to hear your stories about the intentions that you set before you go to bed and how that influenced how you woke up. I want to know, tell me all your miracle moments. Like I want to hear them. I want to know, like when you are looking for that evidence of love and possibility, how that shifting your internal experience, how that shifting, how you feel in your body how it's shifting the actions that you're taking, what you think is possible. So I'm always, my, my DMs on Instagram are always open to hearing those stories. I just love them so much. And I'm here to celebrate you, amplify you, and encourage you to anchor in to your pleasure, anchor into your purpose, and really design a life that feels good to be in. Because the world needs that from you. The world needs you in your pleasure. The world needs you in your joy, you know, and the love that you are so desiring wants to find a home in you. It's, it's waiting. It's like, come on, tag me in coach. Like, Let me in. <laughs> I want to come, let me come play. And so we got to create the conditions in our life so that love knows that it's welcome. That abundance knows that it's welcome. Pleasure knows that it's welcome. Peace knows that it's welcome. And I'm so pumped for the group that's going to go through this container with me live in January. And if that's you, uh, head to the link in the show notes. And I just wanted to leave you with this one final story today because it was so sweet and such a beautiful example of how our energy, our intention can really be picked up by people. And it really brings in these experiences that are really joyful. So I went to the grocery store tonight to get stuff for dinner. And here where I live, masks are mandatory in enclosed spaces. So in stores and things like that. So I had my mask on, obviously, and going through getting all my groceries and I look outside and there's this cute little boy, like just eyes beaming, the biggest megawatt smile. And he's just like playing, having a great time. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. So I collected that evidence of his innocence. I collected the evidence of his joy. I collected the evidence of the purity of his pleasure in that moment. Like he was so present and so in his joy and so in his pleasure. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> little children are great for this evidence collecting. FYI. So, uh, cause they often will show us like how much joy there can be in just being present tangent for another day. Anyway, so I pay for my groceries and I go to walk towards the door and this little boy sees me. We make eye contact. I'm smiling so big under my mask, but you can't see cause I'm wearing a mask, but energetically and from across the store and he was outside energetically our Our energies were dancing. And so the joy in me was meeting the joy in him in this energetic ether. And he runs to the door and he opens it so that I can come out easily. Like this little boy, he was maybe, maybe three. Like, I don't think he was older than that. Maybe four, maybe three or four. So little, little human. And opens the door and he's got a megawatt smile. He's not wearing a mask because, you know, he's a kid. it doesn't have to. And just beaming with joy. And I'm like, thank you. He's like, <laughs> he didn't even say anything. He just like squealed. And so to see like this moment of reciprocity of like the joy in me sees the joy in you. And I honor the joy in you and you honor the joy in me. And the fact that that could be picked up from a little human who probably doesn't even have a lot of language to express himself yet. But the energy of language was well understood by him and by me. And then also this idea that, you know, being in our joy is uh, an energetic thing. So yeah, we think that it's reliant on only the smile that we might give, but it's so much more like our bodies. Will open, our shoulders will go back. Like we hold ourselves differently when we're standing in joy. And when we radiate that energy signature, it's picked up by people who are also resonating on that energy frequency to the point where, like, a little boy will open the door for me and be like so proud of himself, like for helping and for creating a little bit more ease. And so that also gave me evidence of, oh, even though this is a little human, like, Ooh, this is what the masculine does. The masculine is in service to the feminine in a way where, you know, how do I create the conditions for more joy to come through and whether that's the masculine within ourselves and we create the containers for that, for more joy to come through, or if we're dealing with, you know, Other people in relationships, whoever is holding the masculine pole in that moment, like they're holding the structure, they're holding the container for more joy and more beauty to be birthed. And it was just such a beautiful example of seeing that in a little human and witnessing it in me and noticing like how quickly these energetic exchanges can happen where He can't actually get any cues from my face as to how I'm feeling or what I'm feeling. But energetically, he picked it up because that was more potent than even just seeing a smile on my face. So if you needed any more evidence... (laughs) that this practice is a good idea, you might find these miracle moments a- along your day because your, your mind, your eyes, your senses will be attuned to looking for them. I am constantly looking for evidence of love, evidence of joy, evidence of pleasure, evidence of delight. I'm, I'm always looking for it. And so I find it because that is my intention. That is what I'm solely looking for. And so I have these moments that are just so special and they're so magical. Like that's literally what they are. They're magic. And the more evidence, the more I collect those moments, the more I talk about them, amplify them, inevitably more of them come through and they come through in these really random ways. Sometimes like you're at the grocery store and a little human, you know, beams their joy, and it activates yours. And then there's this beautiful exchange that happens. And then you move on, you may never see that little human again, or that other person again. But we collect the moment, we collect the moment, oh, that was a really special one. That was a really special moment. I'm really happy that I was present for that. Because so many people would have missed that. So many people would not have been attuned to the magic, to the love, to the sweetness, to the innocence, to the joy, to the play. All of that was happening in that moment with that little, with with that little kid. And it reminds me to play and dance and hold those parts of me with reverence, just as much as I revere those elements being active and alive and nurtured inside of him and his little soul. So... Let's go on a week of evidence collecting. Please let me know. Uh, I would love to hear your stories of all your evidence collecting and all your magic cultivation and how that's shifting, you know, the experience in your body. And if the program feels intriguing or feels like a yes, feels like the right time, the link is in the in the show notes for you to check it out and register. And if you are really enjoying the show, the podcast, it would help so much to share it on your social media, share the episode, share with your friends. That's the best way to get the word out. And if you're feeling extra generous, extra love filled, I would love if you could head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. That's really helpful as well. And, I hope you have the most magical week collecting the evidence that supports you and serves your dreams and the love that you so deserve. And we'll see you next week, friends. Bye.